0: And welcome to episode 115 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R A N D U M B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. And on today's show, there's a few things on the docket to talk about. One was a survey done of a bunch of people that work in the entertainment industry in Hollywood. And I thought it was kind of interesting, just based upon everything else that is going on in the world today. Then we have uh, Los Angeles. They're changing what they're going to prosecute and what they're not going to prosecute when it comes to crimes. And there's some insanity there. And of course, I mean, there's still election stuff going on. Bitcoin hit $20,000 today. And I thought that was kind of interesting. But first, I would like to say thanks to everybody who keeps checking up with me on how my mom's doing and she started her first treatment of chemo on monday and is doing really well again this is a very low dose it appears it is once every other week for 6 months which is a preventative measure they believe they got all the cancer when they did the surgery but this is something they wanted to do just to make sure it doesn't come back and she was worried cuz she does have an issue a lot of times with different kind of drugs, the anesthesiologist gives you, you know, when you're in for having the surgery that they give you to, to go under a lot of times, she has a very sensitive reaction and gets nauseous quite easily and was worried that that was going to be an issue as of yet. It's not. I mean, it could still happen. But from what I understand, usually, if you're going to have a really bad reaction to the drugs that they're giving you for this stuff it would have happened, but I appreciate everybody for checking in. I do believe that everybody thinking, praying, whatever you want to call it, all for one thing has an effect. Maybe you don't believe that, and that's fine. I do. The world works in strange ways, and I just wanted to thank everybody again for all of the thoughts and for all of the prayers and everything, and just say things are going good. It's going to be a weird holiday season because, well, COVID, and my with my dad's health issues, and now, of course, with my mom going through the chemo, nobody wants to be the one to get her sick. nobody wants to bring anything in there, so it's going to be a a weird holiday. But we believe it's the right thing to do, and I don't blame anybody that chooses a different way to go, and if everybody in your family is young and relatively healthy, you don't have an issue. But if you have older folks in the family, don't think for a minute that masks work. I mean, I know that's a dangerous thing to say, but the reality of the situation is if you are are around somebody who is infected with COVID-19 or flu or anything else, a mask is not going to keep you from getting sick. So don't buy into the concept that, you know, if we just do the right thing, you know, if we just wash our hands and if we just wear the masks, everybody will be fine. The science doesn't say that. Because if you look at what's been going on in the world, after the masks were mandated, a lot of people have gotten sick. So, you know, you can say, well, well, nobody wears the masks. Well, that's not true. Since the masks were mandated, cases have gone up, deaths have gone up and all of that. So the reality of that situation is just try to be logical. I know that's something that is gone from the world, which also kind of explains why Bitcoin is back up over $20,000. Now, I understand it's a store of value, but I also understand it can be manipulated in pretty great ways, pretty extreme ways, I guess is a better way to put it from people who own a lot of the Bitcoin. And I think it's still a Ponzi scheme. I mean, your mileage may vary, If you put a lot of money into Bitcoin when it was cheap, then you obviously believe you got a lot of money right now and you can cash out and you will have a lot of money. But I remember watching this uh, show once before where Bitcoin was right about up to the $20,000 point. It never broke it until today, but where Bitcoin was really, really high and then dropped down to the $3,000 range again almost overnight. And I understand this can go on. And if you're playing stocks or anything like that, but, you know, you're kind of playing like, uh, you know, the ultimate game of chance. And I would just prefer if you're going to do that, to just go to Vegas. I mean, granted now, I mean, I know maybe you can't have as much fun in Vegas, but there are other ways to gamble with your money. And to me, Bitcoin is still a gamble because I don't believe it is going to be the end all cryptocurrency. If crypto does eventually stick and take hold, and I believe it probably will at some point, but I still have more faith in something like a Monero that is completely privacy-based and where things can't all be tracked. I mean, I know the government wants to track you, so maybe they're pushing for the Bitcoin. I don't like any system that tracks each and every transaction ever made where anybody can go look it up. So yeah, this basically means if somebody can identify you by your wallet, and that's not hard to do. I mean, we have a Bitcoin wallet we're using through a company called Coinbase, which is what we use to accept donations for this show and for other things. But once you know that little bit of code, which is the address to my Bitcoin wallet, you can go look and see every transaction that that wallet has been involved with. Now, it's harder sometimes to identify who that money's coming from or where it's going. But it's easy to identify a lot of them because people like me that put them out there publicly that use those for public things. You can now look and go see, well, what addresses sent money to that account, which accounts got money from that account. And there's really very little privacy to Bitcoin, which is why, you know, I understand treating it as A place to store some value, but I don't see it as a day to day currency that you would want to use to go about your life because everything will be able to be tracked by anybody that wants to look. But hey, if you dig that, that's fine. Nobody's going to say that you're dumb. Well, there may be a few people that say that. We won't. Everybody's got to make their own choices, just like with the COVID thing. Now, this Hollywood story. I thought was kind of intriguing because there is a group called the Hollywood Commission that I guess was started with all of the Harvey Weinstein stuff. We all know the Me Too movement, what's been going on with the Hollywood folks, and it's led by Anita Hill. Yes, that Anita Hill. If you're old enough like I am, you remember Anita Hill who accused well, then was going through the process of becoming a Supreme Court justice. But she accused Clarence Thomas of sexual harassment. She's the chair of this commission. But they did a survey of 10,000 workers that work in the entertainment industry and asked them questions about a few different things. And some of it was a no-brainer to me. Some of it was kind of like, well, did you think you were going to get something different? Or did you really believe in this? We go back to kind of like the dimension A and dimension B theory. And President Obama's even pushing this theory now, which I find is interesting. But he thinks that anybody that votes Republican is not living in reality. And I would say that there's a lot of us that believe the exact opposite which is right. I don't know. Is there any proof? I don't know. I think my viewpoint has facts that back it up. I don't know if Barack Obama's point has uh, quite as many facts or if he's just buying into all of the same BS. But when it comes to this survey of people that work in the entertainment industry in Hollywood, less than 50 percent felt that the industry is welcoming to diverse backgrounds and perspectives. And I'm wondering where the other 50 some odd percent are, because there's no question in the world about this. Hollywood does not welcome diverse backgrounds or perspectives. You can see this. You can see what happens to any actor that comes out Oh, as actress or actress, we don't want to misgender anybody. I mean, God forbid that would be a horrible thing. But there's no question that actors, actresses, them, best, whatever you want to call any the actors and actresses who don't want to have any kind of binary thing attached to them, whatever you want to call them, nobody wants to uh, hire anybody with a conservative viewpoint. So, you know, there's no question that the industry is not welcome. And they're not welcoming at all to diverse backgrounds and perspectives because the diverse perspectives is, you know, pretty much you have people that fall into those two main boxes of conservative and liberal. And Hollywood hates the conservatives. I don't think there's any question about it. We can see this very much so on display if you watch any of the social media media and what the people involved in the Hollywood industry say about not just the president, but all the people that voted for Donald Trump. And I'd like to remind them all that uh, Donald Trump got more votes here in 2020. 74 million people voted for Donald Trump. So you can try to pretend that it's some kind of minority, which is what Barack Obama has been saying, which is, yeah, no, the Republican viewpoint, just the minority in this country. And it's like, that's Not really the case. I mean, one, it's going to depend on how you're going to look at the country and how you're going to decide this. Because if you're going to go just by the popular vote, as I've mentioned before, that's not a good metric because there's a lot of people in those states that are heavily Democratic. Well, not Democratic, heavily Democrat. And I know I say that a lot. I've been called out on it. And you're absolutely right. There's a difference between a Democratic system. And a Democrat. So I apologize for that. But in states like Illinois, where I live, in states like California, in states like New York, there's a lot of people that are conservative that know I really don't need to go out and vote because my vote is meaningless because we know we're the minority in these areas. Now, the same maybe can be said for other areas where the liberal folk don't go out and vote, but that is much less the case because of the way the highly populated areas, the cities like Chicago, like Los Angeles, like New York, it's the way they're very heavily in one small area, very liberal, and you don't really have the big cities that are heavily conservative. Again, if you want to go by landmass, there's no question the country is overall very conservative. Donald Trump won, I believe it was 87% of the counties in the United States, which shows you why we have an electoral college. It shows you why we have a system with some checks and balances because of the fact that if we didn't, the people that live in like three to five main cities would be able to run everything and make all the laws and be like, well, screw everybody else because we don't care. But I digress. When it comes to Hollywood, there's no question that they don't like diverse perspectives. I mean, they can say they want diverse backgrounds. But at this point, that's really we just want minorities, which is funny because Barack Obama just said Republicans are the minority. So I guess then Hollywood should want more Republicans, but they hate them. And I don't get the hate part. I never will get the hate part when it comes to all of this. I think I've mentioned it before here. It's like I didn't like Barack Obama's policies, but I mean, I don't feel like Barack Obama ruined my life or anything. You know, if I met the guy face to face, I'd be like, hello, Mr. President. Nice to meet you. Now, I don't know if a lot of people on the other side, you know, would say the same about Donald Trump. A lot of them were saying the same kind of stuff about George Bush, the younger. And I just don't get it. I don't get the whole hate part. Joe Biden pretends he wants to be a unifier, but Joe Biden, the people that you're choosing already to be in your administration, if there is one, are not people that appear to be uniters. A lot of them are still saying some really nasty things about Donald Trump and the people that voted for Donald Trump. So you can pretend you want to bring unity to the country. Mr. Biden, but I'm not seeing it. And as Bill O'Reilly stated last night, and this is something I've said, so maybe Bill's listening. It'd be nice. I mean, it would be weird, but it would be nice if Bill O'Reilly was listening to the Random Thoughts podcast or to Grumpy Old Ben's. I mean, hell, maybe even the Rock and Roll pre-show. We know he likes Toto and some of those other old bands from uh, the classic rock era, but he echoed exactly something I had said before which was if Joe Biden wanted to be taken seriously, he would have come out when it comes to everything that's been going on with this election. And there's no question that there are concerns. There are questions. There are multiple lawsuits. And there are people that are non-biased observers who are mathematicians in this, who are like, you know, there seems to be a lot of things that happened in this election that had never happened before. Some things don't seem all that kosher. Some things don't seem like they would mathematically happen. If Joe Biden really wanted unity and if Joe Biden was serious about uniting the country, and this is exactly what O'Reilly said, and this is what I've said before, he would have come out and said, look, I want to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to appoint an independent investigator to look at this election because I Joe Biden want to know if there was cheating. Even though I'm the guy that is getting the seat, you know, of the most powerful man in the free world. Even though I'm the guy that won, I want to make sure this was on the up and up cuz I don't want to win if it's not on the up and up. And I don't know if Joe Biden even believes that he doesn't want to win if it's not on the up and up. And that's kind of sad. I mean, the reality is it wouldn't remove him from office. So I don't know what the downside is unless they know there was cheating involved already. What the downside is for Joe Biden. I mean, sadly, it doesn't seem he could even get a complete sentence out and be coherent at this point. So I do worry about his health. But, Mr. Biden, if you really want the country to believe that you want some kind of unity, then look at those 74 million people that voted for Donald Trump, even though most of the people around you despise them and hate those people and think they're horrible. Look at them and say, you know what? I want to get to the bottom of this just like you do. And here, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to appoint an independent counsel, and they can look at this. And there's nothing I'm going to do to interfere with this investigation? Because the reality is, if there was cheating going on in this election, I don't believe it came from Joe Biden. I don't believe it came from Kamala Harris. I mean, it's never coming from the top. It's always boots on the ground. It's always people at much lower levels who put these things together. And the reality is the guy at the time, I mean, of course, Biden wants to think he won. I mean, Joe, but do you really think you got more votes? than Barack Obama. I mean, forget getting more votes than Donald Trump. Even I can make a case why you may have gotten more votes than Donald Trump because of the way the news media has portrayed him, the way the hate that has just been flowing from all the Hollywood folks. I understand why a lot of people might have hated Donald Trump so much they would have gotten out and wanted to vote him out. But more people came out to vote for Joe Biden Then for Barack Obama, the first African-American president of the United States of America. I still don't buy that. I still don't buy that. And Joe, you're not doing anything to bring unity. And it's kind of sad. But getting back to Hollywood. The quote here from uh, I believe it was Anita Hill. Uh, Again, let's see, less than 50 percent felt that Hollywood the machine was welcoming to diverse backgrounds and perspectives. And that's obviously the case. 39% agreed that the industry quote acknowledges and respects the dignity and unique perspectives, perspectives and experiences of every person. So 39% really believe that Hollywood respects the dignity and unique perspective of every person. I mean, Donald Trump is one of a person. I mean, he's a person. He's a uh, do, you, do you think 39 percent of the people that work in the industry really believe that Hollywood acknowledges and respects the dignity of in the perspective of Donald Trump? I don't buy that. Quote, despite awareness of unacceptable workplace behaviors, workers reported disappointingly high rates of bias, bullying and sexual harassment, but few reported those behaviors to their employer. Many experienced retaliation, according to the report. And I mean, I don't know again what uh, what they're considering sexual harassment, what they're considering, uh, considering bullying. We talked about the story of the millennial whose boss told her that hamster wasn't spelled with a P. And she had a breakdown and she considered that bullying because, you know, that was the way she spelled it. And when the millennial spells something, there, there's no correcting. I mean, that's who's to say it's wrong to spell hamster with a P and everybody has a high rate of bias. I don't think there's any question about that. And that's fine. Everybody's going to have a high rate of bias, but are how are they acting on that? And are they staying within the rules of the game? However, the game's been set up. And that's the question. Everybody has bias. There's no question about it. Now, when it comes down to the uh, sexual harassment and being afraid to report them because many have experienced retaliation, well, that's also not going to be able to be weeded out of a system that still has closed doors and every company does. And the best thing you can do is just move on to a different company. Uh, but in the survey, only 35 percent of the survey participants believed that it was, quote, very likely or somewhat likely that a harasser would be held accountable. So only 35 percent. But again, what is harassment? We're living in a world now where if a male looks at a female and says, hey, you look really good in that dress. Well, now, is that a compliment or is that harassment? And when we start talking about harassment, it's like going back to bullying. This is all just a way for your freedom of speech to be limited. And once you start getting into these just crazy, crazy things like, hey, your hair looks good like that. Oh, that's you're harassing me. I think it was Google, one of them that said, well, and I don't even know if this is still the case, because I think maybe they would even rub this thing out. Because it was something like, well, you know, if you're attracted to somebody that you work with, you can ask them out once if they say no, for whatever reason, you can never ask them out again or you will be fired, and that didn't left no wiggle room in there for you know, hey, Mary, would you like to go out for drinks after work? No, I'm busy today. Ask me again sometime. Well, no, you can't because you've said no. It's a very strange world that we're living in, then what is harassment? What do you consider harassment? What do I consider harassment? Who gets to decide at what level something becomes harassment? One woman that participated in this survey alleged that her bosses gave her assignments to flirt with other powerful people in order to get her bosses meetings with said other people. She said, quote, I declined because I was married and was uncomfortable with the request for all sorts of reasons. Now, it doesn't say that she was fired for this. And I don't know, is this harassment if your boss says, well, you know, hey, we're having a meeting with these people. You know, be nice, smile, flirt with them a little bit. Nobody's telling you to do anything beyond that. Just be nice to them and maybe we can get a meeting with them. Who gets to decide what level the harassment begins at really changes so many things. I mean, let's remember the left now, which Hollywood is overrun with the liberal mindset. The left tells us that sex work is work. So we go back to Harvey Weinstein and go, well, if sex work is work, then trading your body to get a role in a multimillion dollar movie, that just seems like that would be acceptable. Why? How do these two things come together? And not and they're not acceptable Then I don't get it, because if sex work is work, then why can't an actor or actress, um, you know, Instead of using their body to make 50, 100 bucks, whatever it is, you know, I mean, I guess maybe a little more. We have inflation, you know, Bitcoin. But what's the difference? I mean, if you're going to do it for cash, why not for a role in a multi-million-dollar movie? And most of the people that took part in this seemingly knew what the quid pro quo was when they decided to get involved with Harvey Weinstein or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's really hard to be a Monday morning quarterback that comes in and says, well, you know, little Susie Muckenfutch, you know, she got that $10 million role in that big movie, but that was only because Harvey Weinstein made her do whatever. Well, I don't know. She seemed to have profited quite well, knew what she was doing. And the left says sex work is work. So, hey, the left, lefties, I'm confused. Explain to me how sex work can be work, but the Me Too movement is a thing when it comes to guys like Harvey Weinstein. Because I have I'm having trouble putting those two things in the same box and figuring out uh, you know which side I should be on on this. And then we move just a little bit in California over to Los Angeles for the new DA George Gascon. I think you say it. I don't know, but he got elected with a lot of money from George Soros but oh don't say George Soros you'll be deplatformed as of tuesday in los angeles many misdemeanor cases will be declined or dismissed prior to arraignment unless there are factors for consideration and this comes from fox news the list of offenses that will now just be ignored in los angeles include trespassing disturbing the peace a minor in possession of alcohol, driving without a license, driving with a suspended license, making criminal threats, drug and paraphernalia possession, being under the influence of a controlled substance, public intoxication, loitering to commit prostitution, and resisting arrest. I mean, the case can be made for a lot of those. The resisting arrest That's really kind of over the line. But this is showing the mindset, again, of a big liberal city, which is, you know, the criminals are really the victims here. If you resist arrest, I mean, we're not going to charge you with that. So it's now open game. It's open season on the Los Angeles Police Department with because nobody wants to get arrested. I mean, I I think everybody understands that, right? It's not something coming out of left field here to say that people do not want to be arrested. So telling them that resisting arrest will not add anything to what they're going through. Why wouldn't everybody start resisting arrest in Los Angeles? I mean, the cops got to love working in Los Angeles. I'm surprised any still are at this point. I mean, I get the, you know, some of these things, you know, minor in possession of alcohol. Yeah, not necessarily. I understand you maybe don't need to be uh, charged with that. But again, where to repeat offenders come in this driving without a license? Well, then why does anybody get a license if you're never going to prosecute somebody for driving without a license? And I guess nobody really needs a license in Los Angeles. Obviously, you don't need them to vote. Drug possession. You know, I'm with you to a certain point. I mean, that's the whole libertarian mindset that I have, which is, you know, I don't mind if people smoke pot. I know a lot of people that smoke pot. I never have. But pot overall, I mean, look at Willie Nelson, man. You can be or Kevin Smith. You can be a active member of society and smoke pot. I don't look at it as a big difference between people that smoke pot and people that drink alcohol. There are a lot of people that can abuse alcohol to the point where they are a useless member of society. Just as people who are going to do too much pot, those things I kind of put into the same category. Now we can get a little bit crazier if you're going to start including drugs like heroin into this. And it seems like Los Angeles is because there's a huge problem in California with addicts. And I understand getting people help, but you have to have the stick there. You have to have the stick so people will at least have some kind of respect for the law if there's no stick then the laws are all meaningless and i don't even understand what we have lawmakers for then because if we're going to go wild west we certainly don't need any lawmakers to keep sitting there making laws that nobody is ever going to enforce now the loitering to commit prostitution i get it because we just heard sex work is work so you know that kind of makes sense In addition to all this, prosecutors will no longer seek the death penalty in Los Angeles. So, I mean, again, I guess it's a good place to commit murder if you don't want to get the death penalty. And those that are accused of misdemeanors and low-level felonies will now be referred to community-based programs. So, I mean, no prison. We're just going to send you to a shrink. We're going to send you to a psychiatrist. We're going to get you some help because they believe very firmly that criminals are just victims. And I'm sure that's the case in a small percentage, but there are career criminals, and Los Angeles doesn't want to treat them any differently. So, I mean, Los Angeles is going to be the place. If you want to be a criminal, Los Angeles is probably a place you're going to want to check out. The weather seems like it's really nice, and you're now going to be able to do pretty much whatever you want. For juveniles, there, those accused of misdemeanors will no longer be prosecuted. So, again, if you're under 18 in Los Angeles, as long as you're not committing a felony, do whatever the hell you want. You want to go egg somebody's house every night? Doesn't matter. Even if the cops catch you, you're never going to be prosecuted. If You want to be a vandal as long as you don't get to the point of committing felonious property damage. Just keep doing it. You want to go and steal things as long as it doesn't hit whatever the magical amount is, you know, however many hundreds of dollars we talked about this before as well. Go steal. Go vandalize. Go do whatever you want until you're 18 because nothing is ever going to happen to you. And it's going to be a utopia in Los Angeles, I guarantee you. Eventually, you would think that the people that live there would wake up, but it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. They keep electing the same yahoos, and it's absolutely crazy. The DA says, Our prosecutorial approach should be based towards keeping youth out of the juvenile justice system. And when they must be involved, our system must employ the lightest touch necessary in order to provide public safety. It's an interesting concept, but one that is really just primed to be abused over and over and over. The DA's office will also decline to seek bail for anyone charged with a misdemeanor or nonviolent crime. And we'll end the use of sentencing enhancement. So again, if the crime you commit was a misdemeanor, was nonviolent, no bail. So yeah, you'll be arrested, you'll go in, they'll just kick you right out, no bail. And most likely you're not going to get prosecuted because, hey, you were the victim. You were the victim. I mean, so if you go into somebody's house and they see you and you just start robbing their house, they can't do anything to you. Just go for it. This is uh, the opposite of things like that are going on in Florida, where the the castle doctrine laws are getting stronger so people can protect themselves. Los Angeles is about to turn into an even bigger crap hole than it is right now. And I would say it's sad, but I really don't care. Can't see it from my house. If you live in Los Angeles, wake up. Now, I'd like to thank everybody for coming along on another episode of the Random Thoughts podcast. We do work on the value for value model that we learned from our buddies, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak over at the No Agenda Show, NoAgendashow.com. Which means we do these shows, we put them out there, they're not behind a paywall. You can listen to them whenever you want, as often as you want. And we just ask that if you got any value from the show whatsoever, that if you can, send some value back to us. You can do that in a wide variety of ways. You can suggest topics, you can do Anything you'd like, anything you want to add to the show, you can email me, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. And one thing you can do to really help the show keep going is send some value back to us in the form of monetary or Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin keeps going up, so your Bitcoin donation today could be worth 10 times the amount by next week. I mean, of course, it could be worthless by next week as well, but let's forget about that. For a minute, because it keeps going up. As long as it keeps going up, everybody's happy. When it crashes, everybody's like, oh, how did that happen? But our number one executive producer on today's show is Zortan. He comes in with $50 via Bitcoin. And I tried to talk him out of it. I did not because uh, it was a great donation for the show, which it is, but he was in the No Agenda Troll Room, which is the chat room available on noagendastream.com and he was asking people he's like well i need to do a new voicemail message does anybody have a good microphone you know just to say whatever and he's like you want to make some money doing a voicemail message i'm like well what do you need and he's like well i just need you to say hello you've reached his name leave a message i'm like well if that's all you need no problem i recorded that in like under 20 seconds and sent it over to him and he said that was perfect and he's like let me send you 50 bucks and i'm like well that was crazy for that i mean don't get me wrong. I like money. I like Bitcoin. It's a cool thing. But I thought the amount of work that I did for that was, you know, not really raising to the level. It's like, I'm happy to help to do that for you. It took literally under a minute. And he said, Well, you know, I owe you still for all the shows you do as well. So I said, Okay, that I will, uh, that I'll allow. And he sent in the 50 bucks Bitcoin. And we appreciate it, Zortan. And we hope you are enjoying the shows. And now I hope everybody is jealous at the great sounding voicemail message that you have when people call in to your office and they ask you, hey, who's that sexy sounding guy? Also, coming in today, Sir Omaha comes in with 1111. And this was a multi part donation, which he sent in and said it's a third for Grumpy Old Benz, the show I do with Ryan Bemrose, OldBenz.com. We do that show live. Monday and Friday on the No Agenda Stream, noagendastream.com, and 1111 for Random Thoughts, and 1111 for the Rock and Roll pre-show that we do before the live No Agenda shows on Thursday and Sunday. The Rock and Roll pre-show starts at 9 a.m. Central Time, also noagendastream.com. Then also coming in today is our buddy Keith Von Dyke, and we thank Keith profusely he's been on a ten dollar subscription monthly for both this show and Grumpy Old Benz and it is very much appreciated and also our buddy truck driver comes in with five bucks and it was a donation that was again split this seems to be a new thing between Grumpy Old Benz the rock and roll pre-show and random thoughts and if you want to do that that's absolutely fine doesn't matter if you go to any of the donation pages and PayPal, you can just put a comment that says, hey, split this however you want it to be split. That's absolutely cool. Make it easier on you. You don't have to do multiple transactions. And that way, PayPal takes a little bit less as well. And that's always cool. That's nice because the you know transaction fees can add up a little bit. And but it's mainly whatever is the easiest for you. If you want to take part, In this whole value for value model, the easiest thing to do is go over to randomthoughts.com. Again, that's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. Click the donate button. That'll go through PayPal. You can do a one-time donation. You can do a monthly donation. Also on the site, we have a QR code or the Bitcoin wallet in text form. If you want to use Bitcoin like Zorton did, and you can go that route with the Bitcoin. And we also have a snail mail address listed on the site. If you want to send something in through the US Postal Service, they all work. They are all very much appreciated. And we do appreciate everybody for listening to these shows, letting me rant, letting me, you know, keep trying out different microphones. I'm using a uh, Electro Voice RE20 now, which I do think sounds a little bit better than the Shure SM7B that I had been using. And I'm understanding now why this Electro Voice is the granddaddy. Of all broadcast microphones, and it just looks cool as well. Of course, it is a huge shock mount that goes around with it, so it's harder to see the one monitor. But you know, we just can move stuff around. I mean, whatever we can do for the highest quality audio, that is what we are going to try to do. So next week is Christmas, but we will have a random thoughts on Wednesday. No question about that. We may even have a Christmas Day Grumpy Old Ben's which could be interesting, I suppose. I mean, we're all under lockdown and we're all kind of staying home, hunkered in. So, I mean, why not podcast with the holiday cheer firmly in our hearts? Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.